Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup, oh, blocked by James! Lillard, he got the shot off! Lillard, down! Down! like that, you know, like NBA basketball. Oh, boy. Welcome to Coast to Coast, a basketball podcast. I'm Ian Fain, and I'm joined by my co-host, Noah Weber. Uh, we're basically just going to talk about the initial thoughts of our of the horse challenge that happened yesterday and also just what's going on around high school basketball and recruiting and everything like that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, I personally thought the horse challenge was, you know, a good idea, and it's a good way to keep, like, fans intrigued, I guess. Um, Although it had pretty bad quality throughout the whole challenge. But, I mean, the interaction between the players was really cool to see, especially, like, greats like Paul Pierce. Um, just having them come back and, you know, show off their houses and stuff like that was pretty cool. Um, I think the interactions between the players were better than the um, 2K tournament that happened. So, yeah, I mean, those are my initial thoughts about it. Yeah, so I thought the 2K tournament was a great idea. And contrary to what everyone else was saying on Twitter, I thought it was really fun to watch. I mean, you got to see the players interact. Paul Pierce showed off his house. Zach Levine showed off his backyard. It was just behind-the-scenes stuff that you usually wouldn't get to see. Although the quality looked like it was filmed on a flip phone, it was still super fun to watch. And it was just great to have a little bit of basketball coming back. I didn't really like the 2K tournament. But I think this is a great idea, and I can't wait for Thursday. Yeah, I mean, Thursday's going to be great. Um, so let's kind of talk about the Chauncey Billups versus Trey Young. What were your initial thoughts on that? So going in, I thought Trey Young was going to win the whole thing just because of his ability to hit ridiculous shots from half court, five feet behind the arc, and then Chauncey just took him to work. Chauncey got down at first. And then he just came back. He was banking threes. And although Trey Young looked like he was shooting on a low rim and was taking shots from a little bit closer up, it was still super fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty fun. I mean, Chauncey, yeah, his signature bank three was something that he kept going back to. And, I mean, both of them were playing outside, so it's kind of even playing fields. But, I mean, it was definitely fun to see. Definitely disappointed for Trey Young because I definitely thought he was one of the front runners for this oh yeah definitely I thought I thought Trey was gonna win it all I was a little disappointed by his outcome and I was just disappointed by their shot selection both of them were known to hit ridiculous shots and they were kind of taking boring shots for the most part I was hoping to see some more trick shots out of them but I mean it's their choice oh yeah yeah and so the next game that happened was the Tamika Catchings versus Mike Conley um Definitely a bit lopsided. Conley had his indoor court. Tamika was playing outside. That looked like it was very windy. So um, what were your reactions to that? So I loved watching Mike Conley and Tamika play just because Mike Conley's an awesome guy. I've interacted with him a couple times. He's just a super cool dude. And he was throwing Tamika off with those offhand shots. It yeah, looked like Tamika Ketchins hadn't been working on her offhand for a little while. Mike yeah. Conley's right hand super strong. Yeah. I mean, I was a little late to watching this part, but what it looked like was Con- Conley, you know, into the game with the over-the-backboard shot, which was, I mean, that's something that we saw 
in almost every game. So, um, yeah, sure. Yeah. And the, and the offhand over the backboard, driving with his right, that was that was one of my favorite shots from the whole day, honestly. Yeah, yeah that was nice. Um, so this next one was Levine versus Paul Pierce. I think this both – or both of these were – I thought it was a good matchup. Um, they both showed off their personal lives, which I thought was pretty cool. That's always something that I enjoy looking to see, just like their houses and stuff like that. Um, you know, Paul Pierce just got ran out of the water. So, yeah, that was that one wasn't even close. Yeah, to say the least. But that, out of all of the matchups, that Paul Pierce and Zach Levine was probably my favorite to watch just yeah. because, yeah, as you said, we got to see the behind-the-scenes stuff. But also, Zach Levine was bringing out some trick shots. Yeah, tap, tap the glass on the right side and finish on the left and vice versa. Paul Pierce couldn't keep up. It looked like his knees were getting a little old on him. Yeah, But I look forward to seeing Levine do that going in the next round. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Paul Pierce also said at the end, he was like, man, I couldn't even get my shot to come. So, I mean, we never know. Could have seen something else if, let's say, Paul Pierce would have gotten a shot up or two. So, yeah. For sure. Levine was dominant. He, oh, yeah. He, Paul Pierce didn't even get to choose a spot very often. Mm-mm. Yeah. So this next one was the last one, which was the CP3 versus Ali Quigley. Um, this seemed to be a little unfair for CP3, or for Ali Quigley, my, my bad, but um, she was definitely playing in like a brick driveway, whereas Chris Paul had this nice little outdoor court. Um, but I mean, Ali came out with the victory, so. What were yeah, you she did. She looked really good. I mean, she was hitting all her shots, and Chris Paul was not able to keep up, and it Mm-mm. it got out of hand quick. Yeah, it did. Yeah, she was knocking on those bank free throws like they were nothing. And then she brought out her homage to Pistol Pete with her sitting shot. That was pretty nice. That was pretty nice. Uh, me and my family, as we were watching this, we were actually talking about – Pistol Pete taking that on the ground shot, and next thing we know, Allie Quigley brought it out. Yeah, that was she. That was one of my favorite shots of the day as well. While everyone else was shooting just plain old jumpers and over the backboard shots, she did a yeah. sitting down shot. I mean, she spiced it up a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. And just seeing her shoot, it definitely interests me to see how far she will go. Because I mean, I I'm not very into WNBA or anything like that. But, I mean, her shooting was definitely something that will, I guess, bring open eyes to Zach Levine coming this next round. Definitely. And going into the women's basketball part of it, I thought it was great for women's basketball, just getting them a little bit of an audience and bringing them in with these NBA stars. That was awesome of them to integrate some WNBA players into the competition. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. So now we wrapped up all that's happening. Um, we're going to go into predictions for Thursday. So Chauncey versus Conley, who are you taking? I got Conley. He's got the indoor court. He's hitting the strong offhand shots. Yeah. And Chauncey took a little bit to get warm. He was down at first against Trey. And I just think Conley's going to come out the gate strong, and I think he's going to get the dub over Chauncey Billups. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think Mike Conley is going to come up on top as well. That indoor court 
with no outdoor distractions will come in handy for sure, especially with Chauncey being in Denver with that Denver wind. I think it'll be a little tough. For Definitely. Him. No, no wind. I'm taking Conley. Oh, yeah. So now we have both outdoor courts between Allie Quigley and Levine. Who are you taking? I got Zach Levine. I think he's going to pull out some trick shots early, and I think he's going to get up early, and I don't think Allie Quigley is going to be able to come back. Although her jumper was looking nice, mm-hmm. Zach Levine was hitting his jumpers too, especially that deep wing three. He was hitting mid-range jumpers. I got Levine. Okay. So Levine was my favorite coming into the tournament. Um, although, you know, seeing Allie shoot, I really wouldn't be surprised if – you know, she could take this one away from Levine. Um, she matched almost every CP3 shot. Um, and also her goal gave a little leeway to the ball. It would kind of go move with the ball if she was doing a bank shot or something like that, which I think will come in handy. Um, but, you know, I still think Levine will move on, especially if he sticks to the same game plan he had against Pierce. Um, just with, like, his athleticism, if he goes in and does 360 layups and tap the backboard, stuff like that, I don't think that could be matched by Allie. I agree. I mean, Allie Quigley, who knows? Maybe her shot's going to be on and she's going to get to shoot first and she's going to be on the offensive. We'll just have to see on Thursday. Yeah, we'll have to see for sure. All right, so um, who do you think is going to win? The championship. Who's winning it all? I got Levine. It's a little bit of a hot take. He's outside. While my pick for the other side of the bracket for the championship is going to be Mike Conley, who would be inside. Mm -hmm. But I got Levine. He's going to pull out some crazy trick shots. Although I feel like Conley will be able to match a lot of them because I'm sure he's done his fair share of trick shots in his career. He's crafty around the basket. I just feel like Levine's combination of shooting and his trick shots that he's able to do around the rim, I feel like that's going to put him over the top. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree. Levine will probably come up on top. Um, And some people may forget he was a three-point contestant. So, you know, I think that can definitely give him an advantage. Although Conley is also great around the rim, I think Levine's athleticism will, you know, outplay the Utah guard for sure. Definitely. Yeah. And so, overall, how do you think this horse contest is going to play out? Just what are your closing thoughts? So, closing thoughts about horse. I thought it was a great, great job by the NBA and ESPN. Although I wish they would have sent them a little bit of high-quality video cameras to get the quality a little better. Mm-hmm. Also, the lack of quality just made this real. Like, these guys are just – they're in their backyards. They're in their driveways. They're just shooting around just like any other kid would, just playing horse with a friend. And it was awesome. It was great to see the NBA players interacting again. You got to see a little bit of that with 2K, but it just wasn't the same. This was yeah. great. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it too. It was definitely something that um, – you know, I wish the quality definitely could have been better. And maybe even, like, some more contestants would have been a lot better, too, just having a bigger bracket with more contestants. Um, but, yeah, overall, I thought it was a good idea. Um, hopefully, on Thursday, they can continue this. Yeah, maybe they can, maybe they can get a video, nicer video camera from, 
from a time in between here to Thursday, but we'll see. Yeah, for sure. All right, so that's going to wrap up our first half, and this will take us to our first break. Okay, so we're opening up the second half of our show. We're going to open it up with some of the recent college commitments and also some of the college announcements that are coming this week. So first off, we got Zaire Williams committing to Sanford. Ian, what's your initial thought on that? You know, I mean, he is the number five player in the class of 2020. I thought it was a big steal for Stanford. Um, I mean, like you said earlier uh, when we were talking, how the only five stars to commit there were the Lopez brothers. So, I mean, it's definitely definitely something that is great to see for Stanford. And I think Zaire Williams will hopefully turn that program around. Yeah, that would be awesome. I'm pretty sure they had an average season this past season, but I think it's going to be cool. He's from California, yeah. and he'll be playing there next season. I assume he'll be going one and done, but it'll be cool for Stanford. He's their best commit of all time, so let's mm-hmm. see what he can do there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Second commitment, we got JT Thor to Auburn. Ian, a little bit of a heartbreaker for us for OSU fans. What do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, JT Thor would have been just a great pickup for OSU. He's the number 51 recruit in the class of 2020. Um, but, I mean, I, I can't blame him. Auburn's got a great future. Just that deadly duo between him and Sharif Cooper is going to be something to watch for sure. Um you know, I really didn't know anything about JT Thor until this year, whenever he was in consideration for OSU. So, but I mean, after watching some of his highlight tapes, he's a legit basketball player. I agree. JT Thor is special. I, obviously, I haven't seen him in person. He played in Georgia, mm-hmm. but I've gotten to watch a lot of highlights. I mean, he's good. He would have been a great forward for us, Oklahoma State. I mean, if you look at their team, they got the Boons, they have Yor, yeah. they have Razinic, and that's it. I was really hoping he was going to be a commit for us and he was going to be get Oklahoma State some much-needed size. Yeah. But him and Sharif Cooper at Auburn, that is going to be something to watch. Oh, yeah, for sure. People really forget how good JT Thor was. He was a five-star before he reclassified. He was in the class yeah. of 2021. And he reclassified, and he got bumped back down to a four-star. JT Thor is special, though. It's going to be something fun to watch at Auburn next year. It will be something fun, for sure. Next, we have Josh Christopher committing today. So his top five are Michigan, USC, UCLA, Arizona State, and Missouri, and he's the number 10 player in his class. Ian, where do you have him going and why? Um, I just see – I see Michigan. I don't know why. I I just see him either Michigan or Arizona State. One of those two. I mean, he is a he's a California kid, but I could just definitely see him going to one of those two schools. Um, I know Arizona State's been in the picture for a while. I follow him on Instagram. I mean, he's he's a he's definitely a character for sure. For sure, I I think I think he's going to Michigan, but. We will see later today. And next up, we have three-star point guard Donovan Williams committing today. Mm-hmm. Although it's not as big as the previous <laughs> commitments we've been talking about, we're mostly talking about it because Oklahoma State's in his final three. Mm-hmm. Where do you have him going and why? Um, I just see K-State. Um, both Texas and OSU are kind of guard-heavy right now. 
Um, but I just feel like K-State, he can go there. You know, he can improve his game for sure. Um, but I just, I just don't know. I can see OSU because, I mean, we have a great future for sure. But, again, a three-star point guard, we're guard heavy. We have Cade Cunningham coming in, so he's going to kind of – he won't have the as big of a spotlight on him if he goes to OSU rather than a K-State. I agree. And also something that I did see on Donovan Williams' Twitter the other day is he retweeted the Big 12 basketball records for the past 10 years. And I believe K-State was somewhere in the top three. So, really? you know, K-State, yeah, man, they, they had an off year last year. But who knows? They can bounce back. They got a great coach. So For I sure. honestly have him committing to K-State as well. For sure. All right. So on that thought, I think we're going to wrap this up. Um, you know, it's a bit difficult for us. We're using Zoom to do these podcasts um, because of all the uh, mandatory shutdowns that have happened in both Tulsa and in Texas um, in the Dallas area. So, um, you know, just, just hope for the best for everyone. Um, stay safe. Stay at home. All right. So this has been Coast to Coast, a basketball podcast. Catch us next Thursday night as we break down the finals of the NBA Horse Challenge, as well as our opinions on where Josh Christopher and Donovan Williams commit.